Welcome to the future. You're listening to the Consensus Network. Consensus Network. Consensus Network. With Buck Joffrey. Welcome, everybody. This is Buck Joffrey with Consensus Network's weekly cryptocurrency news. Today's date is December 12th, 2018. The cryptocurrency market capitalization is, oh, about $111 billion. See that kind of shrinking every week, right? And the Bitcoin price and Coinbase, at least as of a few minutes ago, was around 3463 So today's headlines are, the uh, first, the SEC decision on Bitcoin ETFs is set for February. Uh, the next story is that BlockFi raises $4 million to help with crypto credit cards. And Coinbase pivots towards more altcoins. All these messages and more when we come back right after this. Now, there isn't much more exciting than cryptocurrency, but there are old-fashioned ways of creating wealth outside of Wall Street that have been used by the wealthiest families in the world for generations. And that's what my other podcast is all about. It's called Wealth Formula Podcast. Now, if you've made a lot of money in crypto and don't know what to do next, this show might actually answer a lot of those questions, too. Again, it's Wealth Formula Podcast with me, Buck Joffrey. Want to buy Bitcoin with your IRA? Don't waste your time on expensive IRA custodians. A strategy called a QRP is as easy as writing a check. Find out how. Text 44222 and type QRP book. That's one word. And get a free book that explains everything. Again, that's 44222 QRP book. One word. It's the easiest way to make Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies part of your retirement. So welcome back, everybody. Now, let's start with the first story of uh, the week here that I've got, and that is something we've been following with uh, some regularity, and uh, that is the SEC decision on the Bitcoin ETF is set now for February 27, 2019. The Securities and Exchange Commission postponed it again. But that February 27, 2019 date is a final deadline, so we will know whether or not it gets through. Now, this is the ETF that everyone was excited about, including me, uh, excite, uh, you know, admittedly. There's no question I was. When you look at who was involved, the Chicago Board of Options Exchange, VanEck, SolidX, I mean, this thing looked like it had all the ingredients to get through and, um, you know, offer the first ETF ever for Bitcoin. Now, in the past, a big issue of concern voiced by the SEC, and this has been voiced repeatedly with sort of the uh, rejections, has been manipulation of the Bitcoin markets. And basically, the SEC is not comfortable with the idea that the markets are uh, what they believe to be uh, easily manipulated. Now, here's the deal. What I'm going to tell you is that I actually don't think that this ETF is going to happen. I've, I've thought about this. I think it's uh, I think based on what we um, knew a few months ago and if the, the markets hadn't you know dropped off a cliff, I mean having four months of stability 
and around the 6,000 range, et cetera, would have been really potentially something that people would have looked at as a maturing market. But I think too many people have lost money as of late. Uh, and there's frankly no rhyme or reason to that movement of Bitcoin other than this silly Bitco Bitcoin cash war with fake Toshi and Craig Wright and all that nonsense. But I think, you know, for a world that really doesn't understand Bitcoin and digital currencies, this is a big move to create an ETF. So I think in a time like this, I think it is very difficult to imagine that this thing's going to get through. That said, you know, the reality is all markets are manipulated. There's no question about that, especially the commodities market that Bitcoin would fall under. And I am, um, you know, I'm still convinced that an ETF, I mean, I'm convinced it's not going to get through by this deadline, but I think that the SEC is seeing that this market is growing in real time in the sense that there's infrastructure getting put in place for it to become more transparent, for exchanges and larger exchanges to continue to, you know, share information. But frankly, Bitcoin itself right now, uh, I think, has demonstrated that it is not yet ready for prime time. And I'll say yet, right? I mean, I hate to say this because like so many others, I was really optimistic about this ETF going through virtually in my opinion, guaranteeing the existence and growth of Bitcoin over the next 100 years. Now, I still think it's going to happen. I still think there is going to be an ETF, but I would not get your hopes up for it to happen in the first quarter of this year. And certainly, as some of my you know fellow podcasters and uh, well-known news letter writers have predicted, on the other hand, I think there is plenty of other institutional movement in this market in 2019. You look at BACT. BACT is the exchange that is being released by the Intercontinental Exchange, owners of the New York Stock Exchange. They were supposed to launch in December, but uh, I think it's probably not a coincidence that the uh, massive sell-off and fall in prices coincided with the delay in the launch of BACT. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw that uh, also kicked out even further than the, the current January schedule. Also, uh, remember, Fidelity is going to be involved in this, too. And, you know, they just keep getting more and more involved. Wall Street keeps getting more involved. ETFs are not the make it or break it for Bitcoin right now. I think what you're going to see is over time, infrastructure is going to gradually get there. Big money is going to get there. Smart money is going to get there. You've got the endowments involved, et cetera. I think this is something that is... Uh, happening. I haven't changed my thesis in that respect, but I do wonder, you know, we're used to seeing things in cryptocurrency move very, very quickly. And I think right now, I don't know when winter is going to end, folks. So I, I just would be careful. This may be a, a longer ride than any of us really wants it to be. Now, the next story, uh, BlockFi raises $4 million to help with, uh, help with its crypto credit card product. Now, this is a cool story. I mean, BlockFi, uh, the, actually, Zach Prince, who is the founder and the CEO of, of BlockFi, was on the show a few weeks ago, and he is, uh, he's fantastic, of course. And um, he basically has this company, BlockFi, which is a lending company, right? So you can borrow cryptocurrency, you can borrow, or you can borrow, sorry, you can borrow fiat currency using Bitcoin and a handful of other digital assets as collateral. Uh, 
What's interesting about this current raise is that it included some big investors. Again, Fidelity was part of that investment as well. So they're, again, showing a significant confident um, significant confidence in this market still, despite the fact that we're, again, in, a, in, in crypto winter here. Now, um, part of the funds will be used, as I mentioned, to build out products, including crypto-backed credit cards. Uh, and I had a chance to talk to Zach a little bit about that. And the other thing that he was talking about was credit cards that offer Bitcoin rewards uh, instead of miles or cash back, something I most certainly would, would love to have. And in fact, when I find out, I'll let you know, because I think that's a great way to potentially get involved with Bitcoin if you're incredibly risk averse. The other thing that BlockFi is also planning on doing is offering an uh, interest earning savings account for cryptocurrency uh, that would basically be paying interest in cryptocurrency. So if you have Bitcoin and sitting around, you can make Bitcoin, you know, just the same way as a savings account. Hopefully it would be better than, you know, a half percent. But um, but who knows? Um, of note, the other thing I want to point out about BlockFi, Zach's company, uh, and all these investments are that despite the fact that we're in a bear market, uh, BlockFi has actually grown substantially year over year, and they're seeing more and more activity. So, you know, when you look at this again, and you look player look at players like Fidelity um, getting involved and getting so entrenched in this digital asset space you can't help but still being bullish on Bitcoin. At least I can. So uh, overall, in the long term, I think this is all really bullish news. In the short term, in the next few months, the next year, I don't know. I don't know what this really means, honestly. So the next story, uh, Coinbase. Coinbase pivots to more altcoins. So Coinbase, uh, obviously Coinbase, Coinbase Plus, uh, one of the biggest uh, exchanges out there for fiat currency uh, in 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 uh, buying um, digital assets. Uh, right now, I think there is a handful of cryptocurrencies. They just added a few, like Basic Attention Coin and Ox. Um, but it used to be that you could only buy Bitcoin and Ethereum. On there, but they are looking to add a whole bunch of new cryptocurrencies on there. Um, 31 new cryptocurrencies are on their list right now of things they're looking at. And notably, that list does include a few that I think, um, you know, probably should be on there. For example, EOS, which I am still a, I have an investment in EOS. I still think it's a, a worthwhile project. It also happens to be right now the primary competitor to Ethereum, which Ethereum really needs to figure out how it's going to scale if it is going to survive. Um, and that list also includes uh, XRP, uh, that is uh, the cryptocurrency for Ripple, uh, XRapid, uh, and of course XRP. This uh, this being listed is somewhat controversial because there is a strong case that is um, uh, to be made that 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 uh, Ripple, where in, in this case XRP, is actually a security. So that because of this, most you know regulated U.S. exchanges uh, actually have kind of stayed away from it. And so you know Coinbase leaning into this is is interesting. Um, others are not. And you look at look at a Gemini, for example. They are being very conservative about this, and they're not adding a lot of these kinds of coins now. Certainly. Um, you know, this 
offering of all these new coins is a is it's certainly a way for there to be more growth uh, and liquidity in the cryptocurrency market specifically for these projects uh, and certainly for coinbase to make more money right i mean if there's more coins to buy people will spend more money on it however i have to tell you when i look at that list and uh, that that coinbase has and you can go look it up i mean just search it on google you know coinbase you know new coins whatever there are a number of projects on there that I will not so eloquently describe to you as shit coins. So anyway, what am I doing right now? What am I doing with all of this, uh, you know, this market, the way it is, crypto winter. Um, meanwhile, you see all this stuff in the background. I'm not doing anything right now. That's the honest truth. I think Bitcoin still has the potential to drop you know, maybe up to 50% uh, before we hit the bottom. And when that happens, you know, I may start to buy, but I don't think we've actually seen true capitulation, uh, in my opinion. There's really, you know, the market sentiments are really, really bad right now. And um, usually when there's these kinds of things, I've been reading up on this a little bit. I'm not a trader, but um, looking at when these kinds of things happen, there's usually some kind of a quick and dramatic slide where like everybody's selling and the price hits a bottom that nobody really thought was even possible. Um, that's kind of what I'm waiting for. And I'm waiting for Tyler Jenks of Lucid Investments to tell me uh, when he thinks we've hit that. Now, um, anyway, that is it for um, me this week on uh, Consensus Network. I do want to remind you um, that uh, there are a bunch of tutorials if you're interested in learning about buying and uh, trading cryptocurrencies, etc. You can check that out at consensusnetwork.io. Uh, you can get a Coinbase account um, over there and, and maybe just you know be ready for when, when we think there's a bottom that's going to be hit. Now, um, I still truly believe, despite all of this negativity, and I'm probably exuding negativity too. I mean, listen, I've lost a lot of money here myself, but I still believe that people that potentially start uh, accumulating right now, um, maybe not right now, but you know, as, as this market even potentially even goes further down, even right now, frankly, I think if you look at where Bitcoin will be five years from now, it is, in my view, it's still a very, very, uh, is a tremendous, tremendous upside. And people um, uh, very well could be handsomely rewarded for taking some risk. Now, remember Warren Buffett says, again, what does he say? He hates, he hates Bitcoin, right? But he also says about investing in general, you know, to, um, to be fearful when people are greedy and to be greedy when people are fearful. Well, people are fearful right now. I think they're going to be more fearful um, before it's over. And when when it's when it gets to that point, it might be worth throwing in your hat if you haven't done so already. Uh, I'm certainly waiting for that uh, to to uh, add to my Bitcoin position. Anyway, that's it for me this week on uh, Consensus Network's weekly crypto news. Um, this is Buck Joffrey signing off.